I worked with you and they show these like flashbacks how he's like been obsessed with her he's like secret obsession you. yeah there it is for years and he was super jealous of Russell Williams and it's like okay dude like first of all just because a woman doesn't want to be with you doesn't give you the right to just kill her entire family Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Allison. And we are joined for one final time uh, by Theo, my son. I actually come back to the office full time next week, which is uh, pretty exciting. Um, And Emily, who has been doing a wonderful job um, in my place while I was on leave, next week is uh, her last week. So um, our next episode um, will hopefully be the three of us. I thought it'd be fun to kind of join forces for one final episode but yeah. uh yeah so um hopefully he is as good as he was last episode <laughs> um but uh today we are reviewing a new netflix original that um allison and i already have some um polarizing opinions on so i think this will be fun yes if you've opened netflix at all in the last two weeks you've probably seen it pop up on the, you know the little trailer and it is secret obsession yes so if you've watched the trailer you already know exactly what happens yeah um it doesn't really <laughs> leave anything out um it is basically the entire movie and i didn't watch the trailer so i was kind of going into it blind but don't um, watch the trailer don't watch the trailer if you're interested in it um we also kind of want to talk about other shows and movies and things that we are currently watching yeah. because it's not like you're just watching one show or one movie a week. Let's be real. You're watching a lot of stuff. At least I am. I know that we both mm-hmm. are. So um, we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that we're really into. Maybe we will review them down the road or, you know, sometimes there's just too many episodes to fully review like a television show. So we'll dive into that on um, the first thing I want to talk about is Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> That's what I'm watching right now. Episode 11 just came out this week of the third season. And if you don't know about Handmaid's Tale, it's on Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Elizabeth Moss stars in it. And she's actually won a couple of Emmys for her performance. And it's based on the Margaret Atwood novel about... Um, a kind of a like a religious takeover of the United States where you know these high-ranking officials get handmaids that they impregnate and then take the babies away and they basically use these lower level women to um, breed babies and it's very religious and it's a very scary and pertinent to the times in a lot of ways it seems like it's becoming more and more of a uh, I don't want to say possibility but definitely sometimes it feels like it's going that way it's relevant for sure about you know like controlling women and women's bodies and also the performances are incredible it's uh it's a really great show it's got three seasons like I said it's on Hulu it's interesting because they bring out a new episode every week, which is not typical for a lot of streaming platforms, but I kind of like that. Um, it, 
I like it and I hate it because I want like all the episodes all at once, but it's good to kind of stagger it out. Big but, Little Lies is like that too. Yeah. Big Little Lies is like that too. Um, but it's great because you can watch it anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first show. Jamie, what are you really into right now? I'm actually in between shows right now. I just <laughs> finished the last season of Orange is the New Black. Um, and I've talked about it a few times in a couple different episodes. Um, in my opinion, I think the show really wrapped up as best as it could. Um, it got a little weird and a little off the rails the last couple of seasons, but I think that they wrapped it up nicely, had some nice uh, nostalgic moments with some characters that had uh, been written off in some of the uh, later seasons. So I thought that was good. I finished that over the weekend. Um, and yeah, so if any of you guys have watched that show, um, final season now on Netflix just was released on uh, what day would that be the 26th uh, July 26th so uh, about two weeks ago or a week ago sorry I don't know what day it is anymore <laughs> um, so I just finished that um, I am not ashamed to say I also watched five seasons of Rugrats while I was, <laughs> I was, I was on maternity leave I stopped watching after um, there's an episode that's supposed to be like the prequel to the first movie that came out in 1998. Um, so I stopped watching after that. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> it's on Hulu. Give it a watch. All the good like 90s Nickelodeon oh, cartoons are on Hulu. Every episode of Doug. Doug. Hey Arnold. Um, I think Rocco's Modern Life is on there too. Um, so if you are a fan of 90s cartoons as I am, there's plenty of options on there. Um, but I think next I'm going to watch Shit's Creek, which is a Netflix. Oh my god! Well, I don't think it's a Netflix show, but it no, is on Netflix. Pop Channel original. And I just finished it probably two weeks ago. <gasps> really it is one of the funniest shows I have ever watched like the office is you know hilarious and I love Parks and Rec but this show I literally lol every episode it's got Eugene Levy who's from American Pie and his actual biological son Daniel mm-hmm. um I can't remember the name of Moira's uh, the name of who plays Moira but dude it is so famous from uh, the uh Home Alone series. I can't think of her name. I feel like I should know it. I don't know. I feel Beetlejuice. You know her. You know who she is. And basically, it's this really rich family from New York whose investment manager takes all of their money and they have to move to this town, Schitt's Creek, that they bought as a joke and live in a motel. <laughs> I'm very excited. It's so funny. Um, what else are you watching? Um, we talked about this earlier and I suggested it to you. There's a two-part documentary on HBO called I Love You, Now Die, and it's about the woman, Michelle Carter, who at the age of 17 texted her boyfriend and encouraged him to commit suicide, Conrad Roy. It happened in Massachusetts, um, I think it was back in 2014, and um, it's a two-part documentary. I think each episode is maybe a little bit over an hour and it really dives into the facts of the case. I'm sure most people have heard about it. I followed it on the news, but this documentary dives into the like tens of thousands of text messages that they had exchanged between one another. They talk about, um, I know Jamie's a fan of the show Glee. Michelle was obsessed with the show Glee, and they talk about how she would like steal lines that Leah Michelle's character would say in Glee I about. Didn't get Cor- that far, really? About Corey Monteith. Yes, <gasps> it's crazy. How dare she? I know. 
And it really shows both sides of the story and what it's about is whether what she did is criminal and illegal or if it was just immoral. So it really divides, you know, I was convinced for a while that I was like, well, what she did really wasn't illegal, I yeah, guess. Yeah, fuck her. Sorry, yeah. but really. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, both of them were on antidepressants. Conrad had attempted to commit suicide or die by suicide four times before he really? was successful. It's really interesting. Um, it's, it is, you know, sensitive and whatnot. Um, so I would definitely watch out for that. And I think, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to watch next. What show I'm going to get into get into next maybe hmm, I always turn on catfish when I have nothing <laughs> that I I really want to watch or um, Parks and Rec I always play in the background oh, yeah uh, you know what I really love to watch is MasterChef mm. um, I watched a little bit of that on my maternity leave as well um, it makes you really hungry but um, I think it's fun good old-fashioned reality TV reality yeah. in quotations and I watched the Bachelor finale, Bachelorette finale last. I just can't get into that stuff personally, oh, but it, it's definitely a hot commodity right now. Yeah, I'm so stoked for Bachelor in Paradise, and there was a lot of drama with it. Basically, this guy like had a girlfriend when he still went on the show. It was gross. He sucks. Jed is dead. Tyler forever. <laughs> So that's what we're watching outside of outside of our our current reviews. So um, we will dive into Secret Obsession. Yes. So uh, as always, spoilers ahead, um, or just watch the trailer and you'll be up to speed. Uh, so this movie is about uh, again Netflix original. It's not rated. I think it's about an hour and a half long. Yeah. Um, it has Brenda's song. For our uh, millennials out there, Brenda Song was made famous from the Disney Channel. She was in a few DCOMs, Disney Channel original movie, um, and uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And um, she's been kind of off the grid for a while, a couple of small spots here and there. But um, this is probably the biggest thing she's done in in a few years. And um, that name definitely drew me in to watch it. Um, and uh, who is uh, – she plays uh, Jennifer – Yes. Um, and who is the guy who plays Russell? Uh, his name is Mike Vogel, and he is from... He was in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yes, he was in Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. And then I think another show that was on, like, Fox Family. I can't okay. quite remember. Um, Dennis Habert is in it. He plays, like, the detective. He the is... The Allstate guy. The Allstate guy, <laughs> or, or President Palmer from 24. Loved him in that role. Um... We've also got some other notables. Um, Captain Fitzpatrick. I know him as Tommy from Shameless, who's always in the bar drinking. Yeah. That is a good one. Um, Jim Hanna. I can't, I don't know what I've seen him in besides like a bunch of commercials. Um, He is, he plays like, um, I think the doc, the doctor in the hospital. I just know that he has oh, a recognizable okay. face. So it's like a lot of people that you kind of recognize, you kind of know, but you're like, where have I seen them? Um, it's like that meme of um, trying to figure out who that person is that you see, and then you go to IMDb and you don't know any of the previous 
work that they've been involved in and you're like who is this person yeah the other guy was like um, one of the witnesses that was like red hair with a mustache his name is ray and he was in westworld huh. i researched hey. some of these people and then gosh who else that's about it the real russell he's in he was in victorious which is kind of funny because brenda oh. song was also kind of in that genre yeah. of tweens television was Victoria's Nickelodeon? Yeah. Victoria Justice. Yeah, that's right. Um, so this movie starts out um, kind of on a pretty intense note. Jennifer is running from someone. We don't know who she is running from, but she is kind of in the middle of nowhere. She's at like a rest stop. And uh, she gets hit by a car when she runs back out into the street. And the man who hits her uh, calls 911 and... Um, she gets sent to the hospital and she has a severe brain damage they say to the hippocampus to our neuro nurses out there i don't know if this is legit i don't think that there is a lot of work put into writing what happened to her exactly but supposedly her uh her short-term memory is pretty shot so she's she supposedly only knows her family but nobody else Anyway, she gets into the hospital and some man named Russell claiming to be her husband shows up and um, is... He is her husband. He is her husband. He shows family photos. But like, okay. And identifies a tattoo on her back. Can we just talk about that for a second? Like, no like formal form of ID or anything. Oh, that's another thing. Jennifer doesn't have her ID on her. No. So, uh, So basically this hospital is kind of dumb and doesn't really do their due diligence that they should to identify these people. I know, it sucks, doesn't it? Anyway, so Russell's trying to kind of have her jog her memory. He tells her that, she's like, by the way, did you uh, tell my parents? And he says that her parents died in a fire a few years ago. We find out what really happened to them later. He um, shows her a bunch of photos of them at, you know, different social gatherings, their wedding photos to kind of help jog her memory again. Um, And she's in the hospital, you know, doing physical therapy. She also, like, broke her leg and had some other injuries. She's in there for a while, and eventually they uh, uh, discharge her, and they go home to this beautiful home in the mountains. Um, where uh, Russell says that there isn't good cell service, so she isn't able to call anybody. There's a lot of red flags, even with somebody with amnesia, um, should be able to pick up on, uh, you know, how she isn't able to contact anybody else. Her parents are dead. She doesn't remember her parents dying, um, and she doesn't remember any of her friends. She, so, But she's just putting all of her trust in this one guy who claims to be her husband because he's got all these photos of them on you know their wedding day and and trips and stuff like that i mean but you can tell they're photoshopped some of them he did a pretty good job but some of them it's like okay girl come on you could tell that that's not really his neck on or his head on that neck it's two completely (laughs) different skin tones and yeah yeah and there's a detective that is kind of on the case a little bit frank page who's the all-state guy and jennifer is in good hands yes (laughs) with him with him and they kind of allude to that they're like fixing this isn't going to make up for what you didn't do they show this flashback where apparently his daughter went missing 
Yeah. I wish they would have gotten more into that. I I was just going to say that. They don't ever talk about it again. Um, They do show a scene where he's like buying gifts for her birthday and he's wrapping them in his kitchen. You find out, I think his wife left him probably he due like, to like the trauma or some in a closet like there's the detective who's on the case detective page who's played by the all-state guy and they allude to the fact that his daughter went missing and yeah. then his wife left him and he buys gifts for his daughter and like puts them in a closet like a shrine to her it's kind of a little strange but that's all we ever hear about it yeah we never they're like, like there's solving n- this won't make up for what you didn't do and yeah like, we will never it's never resolved it's never really brought up again kind of at the end kind of it's more like he's just like oh well i'm just gonna give up on this and move across the country yeah but uh i thought it was a very pointless subplot because we never like they don't do anything with no it. like it, it, it's, it's just supposed to show us like a little bit of his backstory which like no offense to all state guy isn't really necessary although he is vigilant in figuring out the truth behind what happened what really happened to jennifer yeah he starts asking a lot of questions meanwhile jennifer and russell are in the hospital and he's very sweet to her he's like it's so nice to meet you i brought some family photo albums he plays memory games with her they run around the hospital while she's in a wheelchair and um and he seems like this very like sweet and um, you know, genuine guy, and like we said, they they finally get discharged, go to their beautiful home in Silverado Canyon, um, California, which is actually scenes from Boulder, Colorado, which oh. I discovered, and people from Boulder were not happy <laughs> that they didn't get the credit. And um, he he gives her a new phone, like Jamie said, they don't have internet access. And he's like, let's take it slow. You know, I don't want to overexert yourself. And he lets her kind of like bop around the place to, um, you know, see if anything jogs her memory. So my question is this. Um, I'm just going to give away the, the plot right now. This Russell guy is not actually her husband. And my question is, is this her in her real husband's house? Or whose house is it? I think he stole it because they, when Detective Page shows up, like the last time, he peels that thing yeah. back. and Like I, the name. Yeah. I don't know what the name is, but it's but not. it's not Williams. I don't know. Maybe it's their family's house. I'm going to, I'll the, look it up. Again, while. another thing that just kind of falls through the cracks. I don't really explain. Well, the, I remember the font being like really strange. And I was like, I can't read that. I can't. I can't read that. I was. I don't know why. It just made me laugh. I cannot read that. So, um, what up? I'm Jared. What up? (laughs) I never fucking learned how to read. Sorry. Um, Meanwhile, they bring in a couple of witnesses. Detective Page does down at the police station. There were witnesses to the accident. To uh, yeah, when she gets hit by the car, and Russell finds out about. Um, one of these guys, this, this, you know, man in black, Jim Con, and he goes to his house and, um, kind of, you know, tells him, you know, who the heck are you? That's my wife. Leave her alone. And then proceeds to beat him with a tire iron and then choke him out and throw him in his trunk. Yeah. Just like in his front lawn. <laughs> like NBD. 
and um, brings him back to the house and buries him in the garden. And Jen wakes up and she's like, Russell, there's someone in the backyard. And she sees him out there. It's like super like, how is how would that not set you off? Like we go through this kind of thing where Russell leaves and goes off somewhere and then she kind of explores a new portion of the house and, and she's, she's already kind of suspicious too yeah so she's her, trying to look for her stuff. foot is like bum and whatever because of the accident she like broke her leg and then um basically one day she is looking through a photo album and she's like oh that's strange she sees a reflection in the mirror yeah. and the hair is like dark and his hair is blonde and i didn't notice before i wasn't paying that close of attention sorry and i was like oh damn what's that and she starts kind of looking at some of these photos and seeing like okay this is a little doesn't seem right this is a little weird and she tries to get in this is so funny she tries to get into his computer and she can't figure out his password And the first time she tries she hears him coming back inside and closes the computer later on when she tries to log into it um we find out uh, the, I'll rewind a little bit. The uh, the uh, investigator, what is his name in the movie? I just, I call Detective him Detective Page. Detective Page. I just call him Allstate Guy. Detective Page finds out he's looking for Jennifer Williams, and he can't find any information on her. Well, she had just gotten married prior to the accident, so there probably wouldn't be a register of her name yet. So he finds her by her maiden name, which is Alan, and... Um, they also go through the information that Russell filled out at the hospital. He goes to this address. They're not there. It's just some random woman and her husband. And so he that sets him off right away, like something's not right. Called all the phone numbers. They were all disconnected. So Or like one was a burner phone. Yeah. And I've always so, wanted a burner phone just to say that I have one. So when <clears throat> Detective Page finds out that uh her real name's Jennifer Allen. Apparently, she had an address with her parents. He goes to her parents' house, and that's when he finds out that her parents are dead. Um, but uh, we assume Russell killed him. They're just like it's honestly really bad special effects. They look like mummies. Like well, how yeah. how long has it been since they died? Okay, probably months. And but like maybe, but like with those of you that have seen this, would they look like that? Would they be that mummified by that point? Like their whole mouths are like sunken in. Like it's San Jose. It could be hot, but it would probably be like. I mean, probably real stinky. But who knows how dry? And he also goes to their former place of employment. Yeah. And because her and Russell worked together, and they they had this office romance, and everyone you know, thought it was really cute. Yeah, and they're looking at these photos and. They're like, this is the, her and Russell. And he's like, wait, what? And he's like, who is this guy? Who is the Russell? The guy he knows as Russell. And we Just learned like that's in the background. Ryan. 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 <laughs> um, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's who Russell really is. His real name is Ryan. But then I'm getting ahead of myself. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, you know, she's she, all the while... She's having like these little flashbacks. Yes. You know, they're in bed one night and Russell tries to initiate sex with her and she gets this like flash of, you know, like somebody's hand on her and he freaks out and he was like, I've been there for you in the waiting room and I've done all these things and I have a wife that won't even let me touch her. I'm like, uh, sir. Yeah. And this is before, you know, she actually knows for certain 
that he is actually now her husband. But she's starting to catch wind of what's going on. Yeah, she's a little sus, a little suspect. And um, how does she find out that her name is Jennifer Allen? She finds her ID in his wallet. Yes. And then get this. She tries her name for his password, Jennifer Williams. Doesn't work. Then she tries Jennifer Allen. That's his laptop's password. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That is so weird. It's so stupid. Like, do you think she would never guess that? Yeah. And um, not even like Jennifer Allen won. Right. Exclamation point. You and know, like, after she's, she gets into the laptop, she finds all these photos and she's like, what the heck? She tries to escape. She runs out in the backyard. She trips and falls, sees a hand in the garden, and then he bashes her over the head and like locks him up in her, um, in his bedroom by like, or their bedroom by like chaining her to a post. And then he goes in town to like get a bunch of lie, I'm assuming to get rid of the body and um all the while you know jennifer escapes again she like pulls her foot through these chains oh and she gets into her car she finds her old cell phone and she sees this like really sweet video of her and russell the real russell the real russell and we find out that the real russell is dead in the trunk yep so like uh let me get this straight her parents are like mummified bodies in their house but russell's been in the trunk of that car and it's not like oozing and like bursting with like disgusting maybe he was in the freezer who knows but yeah it's strange what really bothers me is once she's starting to figure everything out she still calls him russell it's really weird they never actually call him Ryan. She doesn't know what his name is. I guess. I he guess. never tells her. But she is, you know, who are you? And he basically is like, you know, this is going to be your life. Deal with it. Yeah. Like, be with me. And then through over the course of, you know, multiple escape attempts to escape, she... Uh, well, Detective Page shows yes. up. Because, you know, the nurse sent over the video footage from the parking lot and they see homeboy get out of the white pickup and the white pickup was seen at the scene of the crime and he puts the glasses on and he detective page is like you son of a bitch and he tracks down the house that they were at i don't know how i can't remember how they figure Uh. out where the heck that he's staying but he he rolls up and he, you know, tries to come in and ask some questions. And um, Ryan hits him on the head and puts him in the freezer. Puts him in the freezer. And Ryan, the fake Russell, like, ties Jen up to a bed. And he's, like... And then he kind of just, like, very haphazardly explains, like, why he did what he did, basically. He's, like, do you know how long, you know, I worked with you? And they show these, like, flashbacks how he's, like been obsessed with her he's like secret obsession yeah there it is for years and he was super jealous of russell williams and it's like okay dude like first of all just because a woman doesn't want to be with you doesn't give you the right to just kill her entire family second of all like you had time to tell her how you felt and he never did and she even like brings that up she's like well i never knew you felt that way about me because homeboy didn't say anything he just sat there like a weirdo and then decided one day enough was enough and then they show you know the 
the flashbacks to him, like coming into their home, killing, killing Russell, killing her parents. Like, yeah, he legitimately stabs Russell and chases Jen. And that's when she gets in her car. And that was he was the one that was chasing her. And, you know, he said, I probably would have killed you, too. But fate you know, gave me a blessing in that you didn't remember anything. Didn't remember anything. So I could just come and be your knight in shining armor and, and be your husband and we could live happily ever after. But, but he's so sloppy about it. Like he didn't think like he wasn't careful at all about anything. Like he didn't think that this would happen. Right. Like that he would get found out with the truck and everything and well, like the footage and Yeah. So We'll wrap up this end of this thing and then we can talk about all the plot holes on this <laughs> stupid movie. But um, then, you know, he's going to... Jen locks him in the bedroom and she, like, runs into the forest and he has a gun and he's going to, like, kill her or whatever. Well, boom, Detective Page escaped from the freezer, tackles him, and then Jen ends up shooting him, like, three times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then then he dies and and then it cuts to like a few months later um detective page is packing up his home he's gonna retire and this is probably the best part of the movie is that jen comes to say goodbye and he's like oh i forgot i got this note from your co-worker that was at the bottom of your desk that your real husband gave you and it's this like very sweet note and it plays in like a voiceover and Mm -hmm. he's like i love you forever in a day Blah, blah, blah. And then it, it just ends. Yep. And then it's over. So I'm going to talk about some of my biggest issues with this film. And you, hold on. <laughs> Let me preface by saying before I really researched it, I didn't watch a trailer. I was like, you know, for a Netflix movie that's like low budget, it's not bad. I didn't I mean, think it was that bad. I mean. But then now researching it. And all these things, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, okay. And this guy, this director, his name is Peter oh, yes, Sullivan. Home, oh, <laughs> he he <laughs> puts out like five, six, seven, eight movies every year. Here's an example of some of the movies he's put out in the last two years. <laughs> The Wrong Cheerleader, TV movie. The Secret Life of Cheerleaders, TV movie. The Wrong Mommy, TV movie. (laughs) Secret Obsession, he wrote this. The Wrong Stepmother, A Christmas in Royal Fashion, My Christmas Inn, The Boogeyman, The Wrong Cruise, A Tale of Two Quarries. He also has like My Christmas Husband, Christmas Grandpa. (laughs) (laughs) They're all for like Hallmark Channel, Lifetime, and whatever. Like think of... Um, like the Christmas Prince that was on Netflix. I wouldn't be surprised if he wrote that. But he, I think he owns the production company that does these films. They're bad. Um, and so he is the, he's the writer on this one. And he also, di- or yeah, directed and wrote it. And he is like, you know, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but he is like a mid-40s, uh, late-40s, 50s white dude that I'm like, why are you so obsessed with Christmas and romance and, like, those two things together? And then, uh, like, 
plot lines with a lot of holes in them. It's yeah. it's very interesting. So I would love to learn this guy's backstory. Yeah, who hurt you? <laughs> why you why are you so desperate to make Christmas so amazing? We we really <laughs> don't we didn't ask for this. Nobody did. Um so and like Jamie said, Brenda Song, she was you know, in Sweet Life and Zach and Cody, she was kind of like a big time actress, but she's been off camera for a while as far as I know. She does co-host Holy Moly, which is on ABC and it's like a extreme mini golfing show. I'm like 99% sure she was also in a few episodes of Master of None, but I'm not certain. Oh, we I need never to. watched that. That's a good one, too. Aziz Ansari. There's two seasons on Netflix. Give it a watch. Oh, I've watched like a couple episodes, maybe. But um, in this, there are just... When you... I think looking back on it now, there are so many plot holes and so many things that we alluded to that just... It's also just... It's sloppy writing. Like, it all just gets like summarized super quickly. Well, um, it's like a good premise, But then you, like, forget about the details. Okay, so, like, the hippocampus, you know, it's responsible for short-term memory and, like, emotion and whatever. But, like, yo, her memory is going to come back eventually, I would think. I mean, sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it does. Like, this isn't a 51st state situation. It's not like she's not going to remember things that happened, you know, that happened, like, five years ago. You would kind of think that, you know, things would start to come up between her and Russell and that people are going to ask questions too. I mean, he says, you quit your job so we could start a family. And, you know, he just kind of disappeared. Where's the money coming from? Where's this house? Also, like, okay, so he said that fate gave him a second chance. He wouldn't have known that she had amnesia. He just like, you know, was chasing after her. She gets hit with a car and then they immediately get her to the hospital and he shows up like that same night he wouldn't know that she had amnesia no he for all he knew she just broke her leg or you know suffered maybe a concussion you know like he wouldn't have known that she didn't remember anything like are you kidding me and it's just like again netflix screw you for ruining the entire plot because once you watch the trailer you know that he's not the real russell they give it all away so from the very beginning you don't trust this guy you know he's not her husband you don't know what happened but you already don't trust this guy so the the element of surprise is gone um and for the story being all about you know jennifer brenda song's character she really doesn't have much of a role besides just being kind of dumb and and dumb is not the right word but like she, you know, doesn't really have that many lines. Like, she's just kind of there. She's just, like, a plot point. But, like, I feel like it should be more focused on her. And, like, like they do show scenes of her trying to figure things out. But, like, she doesn't talk to anybody. Like, she doesn't talk to the detective. She doesn't talk to, you know, the nurses, the doctors, anybody. She just blindly follows this guy that says is her husband. She doesn't really say or do very much. It's It's kind of upsetting that her being one of the lead characters, she kind of doesn't do very much. Yeah. I would say, though, given the material and what she was meant to do, she puts on a pretty good performance 
you know yeah. she doesn't use fake tears it's probably you know like the directing that just sucked really like strayed her as far as like what she could what she could do i mean you know you, you see her trying to i think like when she's trying to get down the stairs i'm like why didn't you sit on your butt and scoot down the stairs instead of like maybe you know falling to your death she does fall once yes like and tumbles down the stairs idiot <laughs> and i it just yeah it's very there's so many things that are like so unbelievable in it as well i'm thinking of like you know this detective or you know this car they said that they had the license plates well wouldn't they be able to see where the car was registered maybe that is how they how they uncovered it but like if they had the license plate they'd know who the car was registered to and then they would know that it was this ryan guy and they could find it and didn't ryan also hire the detective no i don't think so i thought like he like asked for him but i could be wrong about that but there's just so many inconsistencies the i just the writing is terrible it's just very poorly i mean if this guy's writing you know however many christmas movies a year he probably didn't have much time to put thought into you know making sure there weren't all these plot holes or writing a better story you know and the directing is pretty shoddy as well i mean to be honest, if Brenda Song were in it, I would have had zero interest in watching this movie. I honestly didn't have much interest to begin with. I remember seeing the trailer for it or just like, you know, the little ad for it on Netflix being like, oh, maybe. I rem- I just, like, I saw all the memes and then Jamie texted me at like literally 4.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and was like, we should watch it. And I'm like, okay, I know about the memes and what everyone is saying. So let's give it a go. And... I think if you don't watch the trailer and you kind of go into it having an open mind, it was a good premise and like a good story in a way. Um, If it were executed with more detail, it could have been longer. I feel like it just kind of skipped a lot of like what would have been done to figure certain things out. Like this detective figured, I mean, granted, Ryan is a horrible murderer villain like he just leaves i mean he basically has a sign on his forehead that says i did it you know he doesn't really do a good job of covering his tracks but um on top like aside from that detective page is able to figure all this shit out like within days it seems like i mean he you know knows exactly who to go to he gets all the evidence he needs and but my the biggest thing that i just hate so much is they just like I wish there was just more backstory. I wish there was more of that. It just kind of very quickly summarizes, oh, they all work together and he was jealous. I just wish there were more of that. I wish there was more to build off of that. Yeah. It just, it was so quickly glossed over. It just like... It would have made it a little bit more believable if they had gone into some of the detail a bit more. You know what I think would have made this movie better is if it had started before all of this. Yeah. And they showed them all working together. And then we would have still been in on what was going on. But yeah. it would have made it more entertaining because we know the motive. We know why he did it. We know how they're all connected. And then we're like rooting for Jennifer the whole time to figure it out. Yeah. Because again, Netflix ruins it for you. You know what's going to happen. And honestly, even if you didn't see the trailer, I mean, Allison, did you at all like 
kind of have an idea of what was going on? Um, I guess I'm trying to think when I was like, oh, well, I thought I will say them like going after the guy with the vintage Cadillac convertible and him like beating him to death. I was like, whoa, that's a little bit extra. But maybe he thought that, you know, that guy was the one who was chasing her with a knife. But the photoshopped photos and then him lying to the detective about not being able to bring her in for questioning. Yeah, he just lies to everybody. Like, oh, like, I don't want to, you know, put that on her. We just got home. And it's like, don't you want to find, like, wouldn't her real husband want to know, like, who did this? Like, right away? Yeah, or why wouldn't they have mentioned, like, at the company that, oh, yeah, we legit have not seen Ryan or we haven't heard from Russell them. or Jen, you know, since their wedding. It has been, you know, we haven't heard from them. They just decided to up and quit. Like, that's strange. Yeah, that's really suspicious. Like, nobody would say anything. Like, well, did they quit their jobs? Like, what didn't they? Like, all this stuff just gets glossed over. It's just kind of, like, very quickly written in just so it makes sense. Well, but it doesn't really make sense. We don't know the details. Like, we should be able to retain that, and they should have, like, built upon the storyline a little bit more. But it's just like, uh, okay, like, how are we going to make this work? Uh, they quit their jobs and uh, disagreement with the manager or whatever. And it's like, why don't you dig into that a little bit more and try to substantiate the storyline to make it seem a bit more believable and t- instead of being like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, the, uh, the internet has very polarizing views on this. Some people think that this movie is like absolutely amazing. Some, (laughs) (laughs) some people think that this movie is horrible. This, the guy who, um, I was just like peeking over this, the, the guy who uh, wrote this or directed it, um, he's 43 years old. Ew. What's a 43-year-old doing writing movies about Christmas miracles okay. and shit? And I, I, I'm sorry. That's both ageist and sexist. I apologize. But really, he has written way too many of okay, these movies. Okay, here we go. Christmas Made to Order, A Christmas in Royal Fashion, Christmas Wonderland, A Wedding for Christmas, Jingle Bell, and My Christmas Inn. Ones. Um, uh, A Tale to Corey's is about Corey Feldman and Corey um, Haim. But oh. it's like barely 6 out of 10. Um, my Christmas grandpa, a Christmas cruise, <laughs> sharing Christmas, a real Christmas I'm sorry. ball. Like, what is that about? My Christmas prince, um, the ugly Christmas sweater that wrapped up in good. Christmas. That sounds like something I would watch. And then it's like the wrong crush, the wrong neighbor, the wrong student, the wrong house, the wrong cheerleader, the wrong movie. Or I'm sorry, the wrong child. <laughs> oh my God, the wrong roommate. <laughs> These are so, I cannot, the 12 gifts of Christmas. I'm going to have to look over this. Um, oh my God. He, he, who is this guy? Dude, who is it? His name is Peter Sullivan. He also has another movie called Accidental Obsession. Um, <laughs> what is this, like the prequel? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. He had this movie that came out called The Sandman, and Haley Duff is in it, Hillary Duff's oh. sister. Um, just looking for former child stars. And didn't do great. Um, it's just, or 
former child stars who are like really looking for maybe their big break maybe they think that they can really make something out of this i just wonder what brenda song was thinking when she took this on just kind of like something to do i watched the the e new show the rundown um and it's on snapchat i know bear with me but she interviewed she's interviewed and she's like i can't believe that i was chosen for this role you know i've never really done anything dramatic so it was pretty exciting to be able to um oh honey do this but i'm like but i'm like girl but why but why did you do it (laughs) yeah something Um, to do i guess (laughs) maybe maybe it was to get her foot in the door to more serious roles or just put her on the map and be like oh yeah i remember her because i mean she is she's young she's like 30 31 and she you know that she's wendy woo homecoming warrior yeah the peak of her career was when she was like 16 years old and so maybe she wants to do more acting though i bet you know she probably has stacks of cash from sweet life to just lust with cash (laughs) (laughs) to like live off of because she did the sweet life and sweet life on deck and like some other disney movies not like they pay very well for you to be in a disney movie but she's done you know a couple of other things but this movie it was just you know it's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back (laughs) so and I think the the wide consensus is that there's so many plot holes and it just was... It's just bad. It's just bad. Compared to some of these other, you know, made-for-TV movies, I think the production value of it, you know, the way that it, it is shot and the way yeah, that it, it looks, looks... good. It looks pretty good. And like I said, it's in Boulder um, in Colorado. They don't explicitly say that, but the people of Boulder have like come out and said, yo, that's Boulder. Um, so it's really pretty and picturesque and um, I just love that the Allstate guy is in it that he was like hmm I think I'll do this movie I don't know if my friends listen to my podcast which you should but uh, (laughs) we were watching something on Netflix a few weeks ago and then the trailer for this showed up and I saw the Allstate guy and I just like busted out laughing and I could not stop laughing and I wasn't like drunk or anything or even sleep deprived believe it or not I was just laughing like oh my god it's the Allstate guy dying and everybody else was like why do you think that is so funny it's just funny to me that he's in this movie okay I mean, he, he plays was President Palmer in 24 for like seven his seasons his voice I just I can't hear his voice without hearing that's Allstate Stan are you in good hands like are he's you just in good hands? he's just so like he's just got that voice that is so recognizable you can't hear it without thinking of I guess previous roles but for me the Allstate commercials but anyway shout out to to my homies yeah <laughs> You You know, this this guy, he is, Vivica A. Fox is doing a lot of movies with this guy, which is funny. She is in literally the last five movies he's done, aside from this one. And it's just, it's so interesting. And I'm just curious, I couldn't find any research on why or how Netflix decided to pick this up. Um... But it's kind of like, you know how some directors have their favorite actors that they like to work with, you know, like uh, uh, Margot Robbie works with like Quentin Tarantino and so does like Leo and um, 
you know things like that he is he must have these actors that he loves working with like vivica a fox and jason shane scott who some dude (laughs) i'm just looking at imdb but um it's just what a weird sitch what a weird movie to um what a weird guy weird yeah like what are you doing and um, it probably didn't take long for them to, like, shoot this whole thing. There's no special effects. and no. <sighs> The mummies are just bad. Yeah. I am O, in my opinion. Yeah. But. So um, that's kind of that's we're, where we're at with this. Let's, um, yeah. let's get into our reviews. I think this is going to be my lowest review yet. Um, this is going to be even lower than extremely vile or whatever the fuck that title is you know you know what i'm talking about i'm gonna give this a 1.5 out of 5 which is p bad because you know i love crappy cinema i enjoy good cinema but i enjoy a bad movie every once in a while we all do especially like bad comedies you know that are just there's raunchy and just bad but they're fun there was nothing fun about this movie it was horrendous it's not even like so bad it's good it was not entertaining i found myself annoyed watching it the highlight of this is the all-state guy just saying i the love fact him. that he's in it makes it like he steals the show he is the only character that i find redeeming at all everyone else is stupid and he is just trying to you know absolve himself for not being able to find his dead daughter that we again never hear about again but i digress i found this movie to be terrible I would not watch it again. I would not recommend anybody to watch it unless you have nothing else to do. Or maybe you can make like a drinking game out of it. I don't know how you would do that. But uh, I found it bad. It's bad. (laughs) 1.5 out of 5. Okay. So, you know, I too love bad cinema. Um, When I was in high school, my friends and I would go to Blockbuster. Shout out. Um, R.I.P. There's only one blockbuster left in the United States, and it's it's, in Alaska. It's more like a novelty now. It's not like an actual store. Or is it? Do they actually still rent DVDs? I think they do. Anyways. Um, And we used to just pick a scary movie, like a thriller, every Thursday, Movie Night Crew. and Like a low-budget, one of those, like... Yeah. Um, And so this kind of, like, brought me back to that a little. You know, we watched... um, One of the most memorable ones that we watched was Hatchet. Also, An American Haunting, I think. Gosh, you guys, this was, like, 12 years ago. Um, So I kind of am a little bit entertained that, you know, these directors and producers could sit and watch this and be like, yeah, (laughs) that was pretty good. I'm proud of this. It's just laughable. Um, I do think that if you haven't seen the trailer, it changes a little bit. If you don't pay attention that closely, like me, I think that I was playing Candy Crush while I was watching this, (laughs) in all seriousness, um, because I knew it was only 90 minutes long. So it's not that huge of an investment, but the plot holes are, you know, they are really bad. And I think Brenda Song, like I said, did as well as she could with what, you know, 
she was given in a way. Um, the directing is terrible. And, you know, our homie, the Allstate guy, um, you know, I agree. He does, you know, he is the one who, like, saves her. He tackles Russell slash Ryan at the end. Which, by the way, super anticlimactic. There's not really much of a struggle. It's just kind of like, he's dead. And then she's like, she holds the gun at him before she shoots for, like, five seconds. And she's like, oh, I was so annoyed. I'm like, just shoot him. And then she's like, oh. Uh, oh, I'll shoot him again. I'm like, dude, just shoot him. That's what's so frustrating about this movie is like the acting isn't that bad. The acting's okay. It's just everything I just, around it is so bad. I just picture them being like, all right, let's do another take. That was too serious. <laughs> <laughs> what is your official rating? I don't think you've said yet. Oh, um, I'm going to give this one a two out of five. Okay. Two out of five. Um just because I think Brenda Song and Dennis Halsbert did a, a decent job with what they were given. You know, it did have a little mystery if you didn't watch the trailer. <sighs> it was a beautiful location. Yeah. And like I said, the way that it was shot um, was pretty good. They had some, you know, oh, wait, let's do an interesting camera angle where we're looking at her through the mirror and that, then we see Yeah, him. that was pretty cool. And... Um, you know, we'll we'll show her tripping and getting falling on a dead hand, and and uh, I love when Detective Page like bursts out of that freezer. <laughs> that was like so great, and I was like, yes. Um, but probably pretty low budget aside from renting that house for what two weeks, three weeks, everything that they had to do. It was probably pretty cheap. Um, so four out. Or, I'm sorry, two out yeah, of five. Wow. <laughs> Great. Four out of five stars. <laughs> Secret Obsession. Um, two out of five stars. And uh, like Jamie said, next week we're going to have Emily on. Um, Our little film studies. Yeah, minor. she is a film studies gal. So she has, you know, she wrote a paper about The Sixth Sense. She loves um, Baby Driver. She notices things that we might not otherwise. She's got she, a dice. Yeah, she does a lot of research and dissect yeah. things. So I hope whatever film we choose next has a lot of interesting stuff because literally in this movie, it's all surface level. There are no spoilers. There's no trivia. It's pretty much all out there. So hopefully we have something um, pretty interesting for you guys next week. And what I'm most excited for... Halloween is coming up, and I love horror movies, and I love scary movies. Um, Hulu has a great arrangement of scary movies that yes. I really want to dig into. Hulu so, has, like, the first five Friday the 13th out right now. Yes, because, you know, it, I know it's, like, October is, like, two months away. but No, it's spooky season. It's going to it's, it's already spooky season to me. <laughs> so that is all we have for you this week. Mm-hmm. Join us next time. As always, you guys, let us know what you think of uh, this movie. If you've seen it, let us know your thoughts. Always looking for new ideas, so make sure to leave some in the comments. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.